Welcome to another podcast on Mother's War on Violence. We thank our listening audience for listening to 89.9 FM WCVU here in Peoria, Illinois. And today I'd like to start off with prayer before I introduce our special guest. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this precious time that we have together with our listening audience and with our special guests, and we ask that you would touch each and every family under the sound of my voice that may be struggling or going through anything, um, any obstacles in their life concerning violence or prevention or, you know, trying to keep the family safe. And we ask that you would continue to help us as agencies to continue to work with one another to help strengthen our families in this area. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So um, today, uh, our um, thank you again, listening audience, for listening, and we're going to introduce um, Hetty Elliott, and she is with Moonlight Moonlight Coalition for Adult Learning. Thank you, Hetty. You bet. You can go ahead and tell us a little bit about your organization and sure. Go ahead. Well, thanks for having me, Yolanda. Great. So Moonlight Coalition for Adult Learning has quite a history. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when I started with Moonlight, it was actually Moonlight Basketball. And oh. Moonlight Basketball was started in the 1990s. Um, Brewers Distributing, George Jacob, um, Phil Lockwood, hmm. uh, Junior Watkins, and S- Scott mm-hmm. Meister, uh, Steve and Steve Showstrom put together a league and... The intent was to get young men off the streets between the hours that uh, violence was happening and uh, the kids were getting killed. So this league was 17 to 26, Mm -hmm. and it ran from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. down at the old Y. Hmm. And it was no spectators. Um, They wanted... The, they didn't want any bringing anything from the streets inside, mm-hmm. so there was no spectators, um, just the players. And any player who needed a GED, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't the original teacher. Matt Abraham was the original teacher. Okay. Um, and then he asked me to take it over as a volunteer gig, and <laughs> I taught GED from 10 p.m. till 1 a.m. in the morning. Wow. For how many years? When did you start oh. that? Um, well, I started in the 90s and ended probably about 2010. I'm not really sure. So okay. it, was a, it was a long time. Mm-hmm, it was probably mm-hmm. 15 years. Okay. Um, it ran in the spring, and the league was in the spring. But it was just a, the most incredible idea, and the, I, it, it just shaped who, who I am today. I mean, the, the gentleman who started the league, mm-hmm. I mean, they – they had it down, and I I wanted to continue uh, the great work that they you know they started. So awesome. when the when the league went away, uh, the GED program was still really vibrant. So that's mm-hmm. why we kept the name Moonlight. And Moonlight has a, mm-hmm. a, a to me has a few meanings. Moonlight basketball, of course, mm-hmm. was it was the original thought. But you know I get people of all ages, moonlighting, you right. know, uh, working during the day and going to school at night or mm-hmm. going to school at night and going to classes during the day. So um, 
So basically, my whole entire career, I've been teaching GED, so 26 years. Awesome. And when I started as a teacher, I started at the old Harrison School, Mm -hmm. third grade. So when I was younger and had no kids, I would (laughs) teach third grade, and Mm -hmm. then I taught night classes at the county jail, Mm -hmm. and then on Thursday nights, I was teaching moonlight basketball, crawling into work Friday morning (laughs) (laughs) after being up all night teaching GED and teaching third grade again. So basically, the, the way our program it, it just kept growing mm-hmm. and growing. And when I was teaching at the county jail, um, you know, some people are just in the county jail for traffic mm-hmm. or s- small offenses, and then they get out, and others are sentenced to prison. So many of the inmates, when they, they could test in the county jail. So you only can test in a correctional facility or at the courthouse. Okay. So they would begin testing at the county jail, but then they would be released, and they just didn't know how to finish the test or Mm -hmm. where to go. And um, I went to nursery school at Proctor Center. I've been around Proctor Center my whole entire life, (laughs) so everybody knew to call Proctor Center, and somehow they would find me. And so I just started tutoring for free as a volunteer, um, people getting out of uh, the county jail. Mm And I didn't want to take him to Harrison, you know, around little kids. So I I thought, well, I'll teach at night at Proctor Center. And then before you knew it, everywhere I went, people were saying, are you the lady who teaches GED? I'm like, I am, but how do you know? And people were calling me, and it got Mm -hmm. to be dozens of people. Mm -hmm. And here I'm doing it just as a nice person. So I thought, this isn't sustainable sustainable you know and I wanted to be realistic about it like Mm -hmm. I cannot continue this kind of pace and by then I had two children Mm -hmm. um I can't keep up that pace and and be you know um helpful to people so I went to the park district and I said I've been volunteering in your facility for many many years Mm -hmm. um but I think it's time that we go for a grant and really have really a, a program. A partnership yeah. program. Mm-hmm. A, a program with funding. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't. Right. Uh, my poor husband <laughs> <laughs> borrowing $50 every time somebody wanted yeah. to take their GED. That's that's not sustainable. Right. So I did. I had a, uh, went to the park district. They fully agreed. Um, so it, that was in about 2013. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a full-time program ever since. Hundreds of students coming through every year. Um, That's through, awesome. Through I, Proctor I, and Logan. I've seen that. Yeah. And I've also watched the Facebook page. Yes. Just to see the multicultural variety right. of, of families that you've helped. Right. Male and female, different nationalities. Yep. And it seems to be very successful. And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and the, mm-hmm. the students are so inspirational. Mm-hmm. And so what we decided, actually what I decided, <laughs> and, and, and you know mm-hmm. our, our late friend Bonnie Noble. You and yes. I talked about Bonnie yes. uh, the other day. So I went to Bonnie um, because she was the head of the park district mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I am a teacher. I'm a diehard teacher. I never wanted to be a principal. I never wanted to be an administrator. I don't want to be anything else. I love being a teacher. And I don't want to be a full-time fundraiser. (laughs) So 
in order to have this program, it was like I had to be the full-time fundraiser. And that, mm. that took me away from my mission, and, I, and yeah. I didn't feel good about that. So we decided, um, I asked her if there was any opportunity to have a for-profit business that would support our not-for-profit, and that's how the airport gift shop got started. Bonnie that's allowed awesome. us to mm-hmm. um, work with Gene Olson at the airport, mm-hmm. uh, fulfill a need that they had at the airport. They needed a gift shop after they remodeled, and um, so Gene was just, I mean, tremendous. Within the first few minutes, he, he, he's, he said, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Great. so that business has uh, supported our, our not-for-profit. So when you shop at the Peoria Airport in the gift shop, uh, Moonlight Coalition for Adult Learning, you are essentially paying Supporting. for tutors and mm-hmm. paying for um, the students to take their GED down at the courthouse and books and et cetera. So it's been an, an exciting ride, I tell you. <laughs> that is exciting. Um, I'm excited that now that the laws have changed that it's not just considered to be a just a GED, it is now a high school diploma. Yes, right? it is. It is, um, which is, which is great because people – and, and Yolanda, you, yeah. you are a GED recipi- yes, recipient. Yes, I am. <laughs> and we, we ha- you and I had this discussion. Mm-hmm. The GED is difficult. It it's is. not a basic competency test. It's not. <laughs> and it deserves the title of high school diploma because mm-hmm. it, it's a seven-and-a-half-hour test. Mm-hmm. It covers every subject area. And um, I think people think, oh, well, I'll go get my GED. Good luck with that. It's almost easier to finish high school. It is. So I've even found like, um, so I got my GED, my high school diploma, well, GED, it's late in life. Um, By then I had already had three children. So um, I understand what it's like, uh, especially today, right Mm -hmm. now, today, so in the 90s is when I got my GED. So I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine how much harder it is now it to is. get it uh, in, in today's world. And so that's why programs like the Moonlighting, I had to have you on here, Hattie, oh. <laughs> these, these these programs are essential mm-hmm. to stopping violence. Yes. Uh, education is freedom. Right. I mean, and, and like you and I were talking the other day that, even a little education is that it's a stepping stone yes, to the next is. level. Yes. Um, each level of education that I've received, it was an extra stepping stone, and it paid off, yeah. you know, uh, as I went to go look for other places of employment and stuff like that. Um, so it's very important for our kids' future and our parents, our young parents, and um, listening to the study that they had the other day, um, at City Hall, mm-hmm. um, looking at the dynamics through the um, the board that they had down right. there. Um, what is it called? The, the racial, racial equity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, just looking at how kids aren't ready for kindergarten, and just looking at the different numbers and of of you know the different you know ethnics and where things are. It's like we can't afford to lose any of our programs right. to support the family. Right. Um, so, and, and you touch on something really important. You know, that gets, mi- I think that is something that's really lost in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Education. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when we talk about uh, the disparities, um, we talk about uh, the income. Mm -hmm. You know, adult literacy is a very narrow field, yes. and there. In and I'm I'm proud to say I teach hundreds of of students a year, but there are mm -hmm. thousands, t estimated twenty thousand in Peoria mm -hmm. County, uh, uh, twenty thousand people who do not hold a GED or a high school diploma, wow. and many of them have not finished eighth grade. And you think in 2023 people don't finish grade right. school, and it's far more common than any middle class person would ever imagine. Wow. So when we're talking about violence, mm -hmm. we're talking about curbing violence, mm -hmm. where is education in this conversation? That's why I'm asking. Yep. It's very vital and important to the establishment of the family mm -hmm. to move the kids forward. Right. So if the parents can't read or write or, I mean, you know, and, and they only have an eighth grade level of education. So when we're, we're asking the question, um, there's a study done in, even in Chicago that high schoolers, and I'm sure that studies here as well, mm -hmm. uh, with the similar results um, from our schools here that the 11th and high schoolers aren't reading to their level of expectation. Right. right. So, so if we back up, at, at one point in my career, mm -hmm. I taught uh, classes in both Taft and Harrison Homes. And my idea mm -hmm. has always been bring the school to the people. You know, don't expect right. um, a big turnout if you're all the way across the city with yeah. all kinds of barriers, transportation, money, mm -hmm. child care. So I, without education, you're going to be low right. on everything else. That's you're right. right. Mm -hmm. So when I taught in Taft and Harrison, I, I, the executive director at the time said, I really want, would you feel comfortable going door to door, you know, with the PHA staff mm -hmm. in both Taft and Harrison and candidly ask people their education level? And people were very honest. Wow. And that was probably in 2010. And the results were that 60% of the residents didn't hold a high school diploma. Hmm. And 40% of those 60 didn't even pass finish eighth grade. So, I mean, that's alarming. It I mean, is. that's, an, large, epi huge that's an epidemic. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and what, what is so exciting to me about teaching uh, adult literacy is you can change all of that. Mm -hmm. Because we have more money than we could ever spend in, in the United States. I mean, we have gobs of money, and everybody mm -hmm. demands more resources, more resources. Mm -hmm. Well, in education, it's not resources because we have more than any, uh, anybody in the world. Right. And, they, and some of these very poor countries run circles around uh, our educational system. And why is that? Because there's value to education. Mm -hmm. And so... To instill value, I, you know, a lot of the adults that I teach, I mean, I, a great example, uh, I taught a gentleman, um, actually I taught his sons mm -hmm. in the county jail. Um, they finished their GED, they got out, they're mm -hmm. very productive citizens now. Awesome. But this person was retired, a retired contractor. And he said, you know what? If my sons can do it, I can do it. So at <laughs> wow. 70 years old, he finished his GED. 
Okay. That is a success story for real. But what that does is it models Mm -hmm. to his grandchildren the value of education. And that's what we need to do. We need to make education important. We need to value education. And just think, for all of the people in our community, Yolanda, the more education that everybody has, Mm -hmm. the better off all of us are right? Right. The better off all of us are. I mean, it, it would be, it would mean people would be, um, you know, able to move from unemployable to employable. Mm -hmm. They could move on to college. They could move on to trades. Mm -hmm. The, 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 uh, family income would go up. They would be modeling the value of education to the Mm -hmm. younger ones. And hopefully the younger ones don't drop out. They keep going, going through. And that's that's kind of gets lost in the mix when we're when we're talking about violence, you know. Yeah. And and I I once said in 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 a talk, um, I was talking to reentry a group of reentry folks, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, just think, you put down a gun and pick up a book, and your life would instantly be better. Changed. Yeah. It would instantly be better. Mm-hmm. You know. It, there, there's a world out there. There's mm-hmm. a whole world out there that you're missing, you know. <laughs> and put that down and pick up a book, and and the world opens up to you. Mm-hmm. That's you know what? That's the thing that I found um, coming out of the foster care system and uh, learning that education was freedom. Yeah. It wasn't like somebody was trying to make me do it because of the truancy to stay in school. This was really for my own good. Right. To stay in school, to get an education for myself. And and if I looked at those kids, I wanted them to have a better tomorrow than I did, then that meant I needed to set the example and do right. the groundwork today. Right. Right. So, yeah, so when you're thinking about how it affects the family and, and violence, as a matter of fact, if... Uh, a lot of kids were exposed to more parents like that or, you know, just like the grandfather that you were talking mm-hmm. about. And he, if it was good enough for his sons, he felt like it was good enough for him, yeah. even at age of 70. Mm-hmm. And what if we pushed that whole narrative and the kids joined in with us and seeing how important it is, it would stop all the killing because everybody start reading books. Mm-hmm. It would stop the uh, having you know, babies out of wedlock because that's one of the issues that affect the family and violence because sometimes people are doing things that they don't know anything, The what the end result is going to happen with their body, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have that much education. Right. It's easy for you to get caught up and trapped, you know, trapped in those different scenarios and uh, situations. And, and we want the kids to succeed and to become more independent so mm-hmm. that they can get better lives. Now, I've noticed since I've had my GD, I can't tell you that it's exactly all that easy, Hetty, but I can tell you I'm a way lot better off now than where I was when I started. Right. And, and the more I continue to build on what I have um, by, you know, pursuing my education and stuff like that, the better off it will be. And, and Yolanda, no one can take that away from you. Yep. You you have yep, you have that credential. Mm-hmm. You're building on that credential. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you and I have talked about yep. your child development. Mm-hmm. So so that original credential of holding the high school equivalency uh, diploma has allowed you to open up a, a whole nother world. And 
this you know, I, it, it's it's so imperative to our community yep. to uh, talk education, and and you and I have talked that people have uh, the misconception that adult education is teenage dropouts. Well, right. I, I my oldest student was eighty two years old. Yeah. And and God bless her for. She said she was a housekeeper in the South her mm-hmm. whole entire life, and she didn't feel like she wanted to pursue her GED. She just wanted to be a better reader. Wow. And, and Something simple as that. Right. Really? And what a fabulous model mm-hmm. she is to her grandchildren, grandchildren or her children, great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I like to emphasize. It's the it's the value of education. Mm-hmm. It's not it how many that's right. millions you spend on brand no. new textbooks. It's Mm-mm. it's valuing education and mm-hmm. passing that along. It's it's something that I like to call cultural transmission. Mm-hmm. You're you just keep passing down those those traits, right. those thoughts, those um, you know. And, and now they've got computers now, right. so now it probably makes it even that much more easier, that much more funner to sit there and type out stuff yeah. on the computer. Yeah. And uh, now they're not doing cursive writing, so what are they doing now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I still <laughs> teach cursive, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> We won't talk about that. <laughs> okay, thanks, Hattie. Well, I appreciate you coming on our show, and I still think uh, in a lot of different ways, like you said, it's a lot of benefits. You can't go wrong with going back to get your education. Right. You just can't. It, all it can do is make you a better and a stronger person. Absolutely. For everything. We can read. Now we can read. and uh, So some things that we don't know in history, you know, being an African-American, well, I don't always have to wait for it to be taught in my school. I can look it up because mm-hmm. I can read now. Yeah. I read a lot much faster and better and at a quicker pace, mm-hmm. uh, pace and I understand critical thinking mm-hmm. of reading. Yeah. Um, and all that started with just getting a high school diploma or getting your GD, yep. right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I can't emphasize enough how, how much it benefits the whole entire community. Mm-hmm. I, if you just think of one person who uh, got off you know, public aid and, mm-hmm. and is true. paying taxes. I mean, mm-hmm. that alone, I mean, it's is, is <laughs> over time, you know, a ten, gonna, tenfold. It's going to help the whole economy. Absolutely. It's going to help us It's all. economic development That's is what right. it is. Yeah. What is that called again? Economic development? Yes. It's going to help all that because mm-hmm. then you're talking about the social economic status. Right. Is all that's going to raise up right. higher. They're going to want to go have better schools for their kids right. because they're, as the parent, once you get the high school diploma, it's going to make you want to aim for a little bit higher. Right. I keep telling my kids that having a high school diploma is just the stepping stool to get started. Right. That's how you get started. You That's still have to right. continue on. And I know everybody isn't made for um, college material mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but you know what, even when you want to be a truck driver, or if you want to do even the CNA or whatever you want to do, you still have to know how to read those mm-hmm. things. And it's good to have your high school diploma because a lot of those simple trades require a high school education. Right. And even for leisure, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Miss Maddie, who is yeah. 82, I mean, 
what what a great pastime <laughs> to to want to read and yes. and to you know have the luxury mm-hmm. I call it a luxury mm-hmm. of picking up any book and enjoying it and you know I I mean it's it's fulfilling to your life it mm-hmm. it you know makes your life more interesting and I just I I just you can't go wrong with more education right. I mean there's absolutely um, no one can convince me uh, that uh, less education would be better in any mm-hmm. in any aspect. And how did you become so passionate about all this? Because surely you're not the only teacher in your family, Hattie. I'm not. <laughs> My little brother, Mr. Elliot. That's right. <laughs> Shout out, Brett. That's right. <laughs> so he is. Uh, he was a longtime mm-hmm. um, District 150 teacher, principal, he was a vice, right, (laughs) coach, coach, yeah, yeah. you name it. Um, Yeah, so he's now the superintendent up in Stark County. Okay, great. I think, you know, I think Brett and I and my older brothers, Mm -hmm. you know, our passion for Peoria, uh, it's just, it it came from my late father, Royce Elliott, who was a great ambassador to Peoria, and he loved uh, the people, he loved the community, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just blessed to have two wonderful parents who, mm-hmm. who raised us and, and loved Education. everyone in Peoria mm-hmm. and, and pushed none of us, um, my brothers nor I, had, um, we didn't know it wasn't an option not to go to college. I mean, our parents, <laughs> right. you, this is the way you do, and I thought, when I was a senior, I, when people were saying they weren't going to college, it's like, that's an option? <laughs> My dad never told me that was an option. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, that's, that's what you want. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were blessed to have parents who uh, valued education. You know? And I like the fact that if you want the, um, the power to change, to motivate, to do some things in your big dreamer like me, um, education is the start to getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hattie. Do you have anything you want to add before we conclude our session? Sure. Well, I want to thank you, Yolanda, for all, all of the work that you do uh, in the community and to honor your late son. That is yeah. just wonderful. Well, um, thank you. And I, anyone in the listening audience, if you want to uh, pursue your high school diploma, mm-hmm. um, you can call either the Peoria Park District or Proctor mm-hmm. Center, and they can give you the information. Mm-hmm. We run our program year-round, okay. so uh, we, we run it, we call open enrollment. So if you get out of prison in, you know, yesterday and you want to start today, or you, you just so happen to wake up one day and say, I want to change my life, whatever it is, we want you to start when that spark, uh, you know, when you get that spark. So we have both day and night classes. Everything is free. And if anybody is interested in volunteering to tutor or to donate to help uh, support the program, that's through the Peoria Park District Foundation. Awesome. Thank you, Hetty. I look forward to coming down to actually motivating and talking to some of the yes. uh, students there who have, think it's a hard time because yeah. it's, yeah, sometimes you might have a hard time in your own personal life, but it's worth every minute Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. <laughs>
Absolutely. And uh, our graduation is April 18th awesome. at 6 p.m. at Proctor Center. And okay. I would love for one of the graduates to be a guest on your show. Awesome. Awesome. We can make that happen. All right. <laughs> thank you, Hetty, And thank my, our listening audience for listening to another podcast of Mother's War on Violence.